Welcome to the Perfect Faith Podcast. I'm Kirk Klingerman, your host. This is episode two of season five. This episode is entitled, Time for a Heart Check. Let me say up front that this podcast is not for the faint of heart. This could seem kind of brutal, maybe. Maybe not, just depends on where you're at. But let me say this at the very forefront of this message, and that is simply that there is no judgmentalism attached to it. I'm not being critical as I speak this, since I'm the one that's speaking, right? And to be clear, before I can share a message like this, I've got to look at the guy in the mirror, and I've got to make him look me in the eye and get honest with me. And then, of course, we've got to be honest with the Lord, more importantly. But it's not like we can hide anything from him anyway. But simply put, this message is really a call to examine our own hearts and then allow Holy Spirit to reveal to us those things that we need to see. So let me encourage you prayerfully to do just that. Allow Holy Spirit to show you what you need to see about yourself. And if there's any corrections that need to be made, that he'd show you just how to address them exactly. So the very first area that we're going to dive into, heart check number one, if you want to do that, deal with your own hypocrisy. Deal with your own hypocrisy. You know, it's our own hypocrisy, really. It's probably one of the number one things that holds us back from being who we need to be for God and for other people. It's probably a thing that's come between us and God is our hypocrisy. When we refuse to take a look at ourselves and see where we're really at and then pretend to be something we're not, we run into trouble. Now, nobody likes to listen to a hypocrite. I mean, I'm surely you don't, right? Is that is that right? I mean, how many of you have heard people say, you know what, I want nothing to do with church. I mean, it's filled with hypocrites. True story, right? No one wants to listen to a hypocrite. No one. And yet, hypocrites can spot another hypocrite miles away. In fact, they are the very first one to criticize them. In the meantime, they overlook their own duplicity. In Romans 2, verses 1 and 2, it says this, Therefore you have no excuse, O man, every one of you who judges. For in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself, because you, the judge, practice the very same things. We know that the judgment of God rightly falls on those who practice such things. And let me encourage you, by the way, to read all of chapter 2 of Romans. In fact, you could start with chapter 1 towards the end, which kind of runs right into this passage. But before going too far overboard, let's, let's define hypocrite. What does that word actually mean? That word in the Greek actually means to act or to be an actor. To be basically, you know, to pretend to be someone that you are not. So let's be clear. It's possible to absolutely love the Lord your God with all the heart, soul, mind, and strength. I mean, you are legit chasing after God. However, we can still have hypocritical tendencies, things that are still getting in the way. And so those are the things that we want to probably deal with. You know, and sometimes what happens, one of the ways that we fall into that trap of hypocrisy is when we somehow wind up in some form of self-righteousness where we lose touch with God's grace and with his mercy. 
And then, you know, those moments when we feel very critical or judgmental of others. I mean, you probably have never been there, but I've, I've found myself there maybe a time or three. But probably one of the bigger things that we bump up against is when we have these standards in our mind anyway, in our view, that we expect others to live up to. I mean, these are standards that we ourselves can't even maintain. In fact, a lot of us don't even try to maintain those standards, but we will still insist that other people live up to those standards. And this is probably especially true for those that are in leadership, you know, whether it's leadership in the church or maybe it's in business or the government or, you know, whatever area in which leadership is there. And sometimes people expect those in leadership to have some sort of conduct by which they carry themselves, but they themselves will not do the same things that they would ask of their leaders to be. You know, if you think about it, if you really want to influence a leader to do just that, maintain some sort of standard, then one is you got to get your eye off of them and you got to look at the person in the mirror once again and be the change that you want to see happen. In other words, if you want others to live up to a standard, you've got to live up to it. But you've got to be careful with that. Anytime we put standards up there for us to live, to uh, try to elevate ourselves, to maintain, we can wind up getting into works, right? We lose sight of grace. We lose sight of faith. We lose sight of God's mercy working in our life. And we've got to be careful about that. Next thing you know, when we begin to put expectations on ourselves that we can't keep up with, we can actually start to distance ourselves from God because there's this disconnect with righteousness all of a sudden when we don't feel like we are really behaving or thinking in the right level that we should be. But again, you know, it's, it's, it's so easy to ridicule others for their misbehavior while overlooking our own. So that's where we really got to stop and think, mirror of God. Anyone, anyone ever hear that term, mirror of God? That's that, that's that stereotypical one where you see a fault in someone else that's in yourself and you don't like it. But it's so easy to point the finger at someone else while overlooking your own. So as a suggestion, you know, and it, it may be a Holy Spirit thing too, when you start to see something in someone else that you really dislike, pause and just ask the Lord, is, is that in me? Is there some aspect that I'm seeing in another individual that I dislike? Is there something there in me? Am I thinking the same way? Do I have the same attitude? Do I do the same things? I just don't like it because maybe you don't like it. So stop and just examine. If I see something in someone else and I don't like it, I've got to really do a quick heart check. What's going on here? What's, what's happening? So be careful about that, you know. And then it brings me to another question. How clean are we? How clean are you? In other words, when you're home alone, by yourself, no one's in the house, just you. How clean are you? Are you doing things or thinking things that maybe you would be embarrassed if it became public? Right? I mean, again, it's this questions that I have to ask myself. Are there things lurking that shouldn't be there that we don't want anyone else to know about? Those are the type of things that we need to deal with. I'm not saying there is, by the way. I'm not pointing the finger. I really am not, you know. 
because the Lord does have a work that he does in each individual. There's always a sanctification process taking place. The Lord is doing a work. But we have to step back, and just before we start ridiculing other people, we better make sure we've got our own house in order, so to speak. In fact, the Word does say, judgment does begin in the house of the Lord. And if we as a church want to influence a nation, I mean, our call is to disciple nations, believe it or not. And in one sense, you could almost say where the church goes, there goes a nation. So if you got a church filled with hypocrisy, don't be surprised if you find a lot of stuff in the nation going on that's not very good either. In Matthew 7, verse 1 through 5, Jesus said this, Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take that speck out of your eye when there is, when there is the log in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eyes. So again, we as the church and the body of Christ, we need to be honest with ourselves. You know, if we don't deal with our own issues, we are not going to influence the world on a very meaningful level whatsoever. So, let me, you know, let me put this out. Have you ever asked the Lord, why, is, why are things in such a hot mess around us? I mean, have you ever considered it's the result of us as the church not being who we need to be? You know, it's just like in, in a household, right? If Sometimes a household's a mess is because people are a mess. And I don't mean that critically. Again, if you are out of order with the Lord, you might find your household getting a little bit untamed, if you will, a little bit wild. So if you find even your own personal household becoming a hot mess, you might want to pull back a little bit and say, Lord, show me what I need to see. What do I need to fix, so to speak? You know, in other words, that fixing comes basically by submission to the Lord and submitting to Holy Spirit, allowing him again to deal with us and to work things out that need to be worked out. You know, if he's trying to tell you to stop doing something or he's trying to tell you to do something, and anything in between, just listen to what he's having to say to you. Heart check number two. Are we willing to change? Are we willing to change? You know, how many people have had struggles for a very long time? I mean, it seems as if they should have had the victory of it by now. Is it possible that they're dealing with a pet sin or a pet hurt, you know, like anger, wrath, and so on. In other words, they don't really want to change. They just say, I'm struggling because they don't want to look so bad or feel bad about the fact that they don't really want to change. It's similar to those that, you know, do the New Year's resolution thing. And they say that simply because they don't want to look or feel bad about the fact that they do not want to change. But at least they can give it the old college try. And then when they fall flat on their face, they can say, well, you know, people make resolutions every year and they fall flat. They don't make it. Well, basically speaking, they've quit before they begun because they didn't have any intentionality behind it to begin with. And let me say this before I get too far. Let's, let me be clear about this. 
There are those that do have legitimate struggles. They hate where they're at. They don't want to be stuck there. They want to move forward. They want to get rid of whatever it is they're facing. They don't want to struggle anymore. They don't want it. It's not a pet it's not a pet sin or it's not a pet hurt or what have you. They want to legitimately get rid of it. But for whatever reason, it's still there. And if that happens to be you, be uplifted and be encouraged. God is so faithful. He has the solution for your situation. He can help you get through that. He can reveal to you exactly what's going on. But this also gets back to brutal honesty. In other words, in order to make these changes, to dump some of this stuff... We've got to be able to look at us ourselves candidly, you know, to see what we're holding on to that we shouldn't be hanging on to that's causing us to hang on to this other thing. And there's another area I may may touch bases on this or teach on this at another time when we're dealing with those things that are right here when we're, we've got to deal with the root cause of those sorts of things. I will say this. Um, if you do have something that you just can't seem to let go of, ask the Lord to show you the root cause of what it is. And then he'll show you on how to deal with the root cause of that as well. It could be something as simple as unforgiveness, or it could be something that's a deep-seated hurt. Something is holding you back, but like I said, God's got the solution. So be uplifted, be encouraged. You're not the only one that's gone through this, all right? You're not the only one. But do know this. Jesus is your healer. He is your deliverer. He's already given you the victory, and you need to look at it from the standpoint of victory. And he is worthy for you to succeed. He wants you to succeed, and you will succeed in Jesus' name. Here's an interesting thing about we humans. We humans fight against change, even when it's for the better. You know, ironically, we'll fight against the changes that we actually want to make. And part of that is simply this. We are comfortable where we are at, right? Um, You know, I don't know about you, but there are times when I don't want to get out of bed in the morning. It's awfully comfortable, Even when there's things that I'm looking forward to during that day, I'll still find myself wanting to roll over at times. Like, oh, I'm I'm excited about that, but, oh, this feels so good. But you know something? To make changes, we've got to get out of bed and we've got to get uncomfortable sometimes if we're going to go forward in our walk with the Lord and find that better life that we're chasing, if you will. Right? So... Again, it's change. It may be uncomfortable, but it is necessary if we're going to have a truly meaningful life. And, you know, it's just like we're called to be conformed to the image of Jesus. And for that to happen, we have to be willing to submit to Holy Spirit and allow Him to make those changes in us necessary to become just that, conformed to the image of Jesus, and just be able to exemplify this image of God thing. You know, we're made in the image of God, right? Now to be able to represent Him well, it just requires a little bit of honesty. It requires just allowing Him to work in our life. You know, He knows what He's doing, okay? Just know that. He knows what He's doing. He knows what's best for you. He's got your best interest at heart, even when it doesn't feel like it sometimes. He does. He does. So, Ephesians 4. 8 through 16 says this, Walk as the children of light, 
for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful to even speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible, for anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. If we're not clear, if you're not clear about what you need to see, ask for more light. And don't be afraid of exposure. I'll tell you a secret. Anytime there's fear involved with change, because change can be scary, and usually what you're really bumping up against is the flesh. Discount the flesh as dead. Remember, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loves me, who loves me, who loves you, and gave himself for me, who gave himself for you. That's Galatians 2.20. Allow his light to expose what's going on. Run to the light. Don't run away from it. Run to the light. Okay, so I think I've probably meddled enough for one day, so we're going to actually close it up here and before we do uh, let me encourage you one more time or in this podcast I did last podcast the opening of the season and one of the things I said is if you have a prayer request that you want us to come in agreement with you on feel free to share those requests and you can do it two ways is you can email kurt at perfectfaith.org and again perfectfaith.org is our website check it out there's there's resources there for you available Kurt at perfectfaith.org, or if you feel comfortable, feel free to leave it in the comment section, you know, where others can pray with you. But again, there's no pressure there. And if you want me to share the request in the podcast, I will, or maybe a segment of it, you know, and anything in between or not at all. Just know that I will respond. I will get back to you and I definitely will pray. We will pray. It's not just me. There's other people involved with this. But we want to build that community of believers that edify one another, for sure. And uh, if there's anything that you want to comment about, please do that. Or if you got questions that you'd like to ask, maybe there's something that I said that wasn't very clear and you'd like me to clarify it. Or maybe there's some other things you'd like to address that we can address together. So at any rate, please, by all means, you know, check it out. And, you know, share this with a friend. If you're finding this to be beneficial, share it with some friends. You know, like, subscribe, and all that stuff. But, so with that, we'll close it out. So, be blessed, my friend. <laughs>